You're listening to the teaching ministry of Discovery Church in Bristol, Tennessee. For more information about Discovery or for more free audio content, please visit discoverybristol.com. Lift up this morning, pray for uh, just to be able to dive into your word and to see you. Open our eyes to what you have for us. Open our ears to what you have to share. God, we lift this in your name. Amen. One thing's our family uh, family tradition for us is, is we take a Sabbath. We try to every week and take a day where we just go off, uh, spend the time together. Uh, sometimes we, we play, sometimes we rest, sometimes we do something crazy, sometimes it's normal. Uh, it's a day where we just spend the day together, uh, spend it with God, and, and just enjoy what God has given us, our, our family and, and this time. And part of that, and I've shared this with you guys before, part of that is we have the family blessing, right? We have this time where we share a blessing with each other, um, and it's, it's always been neat. It's especially neat. It started when we had little, from little kids on, and as the kids have grown, that they've been able to share a blessing of how they see God in each other throughout this past week. And so with that, uh, each one of us has a Bible verse that, that we'll share, kind of share over that person. And, and so I have one that Sarah will share, and, and I, she has one that I share about her from the book of Isaiah. And then there's this verse for our kids. And this verse is for all four kids, and we've shared this over them. And so we've been doing this now, Abby's 13, for 13 years. Uh, throughout that time, if anyone's with us on our Sabbath, if we have family visiting, if we, and we were in Taiwan and we were living with the students and they wanted to hang out with us, uh, we would include them in this blessing, and we would share this verse on them. And so this verse has been special and meaningful to me. And so I was sitting in the midst of COVID, right? Uh, we were, the whole world was in lockdown and everyone was sent to work at their homes. And, and I was working at the office because everyone else was at their home and my home was insane uh, with the four kids. I wasn't working there if I was there. And so I was at the office and I had a YouTube going on and some worship music and this new song came on. And I quickly just caught my attention and I just stopped and dropped my, my pen and I just watched and I listened and it was this verse that we have been speaking for 13 years over my family, that we have sp- spoken over Taiwan college students and family and visitors. But more, it was this verse that the people of Israel have been speaking for thousands of years. It's this verse that God told uh, Moses to have Abraham share over the people of Israel twice a day. And it was so significant that Aaron would stand up and he would speak over the people this verse. It became a song. And it became not just a song. Like when I heard it, I thought, oh, that's really neat. I liked it because it was personal to me. But I never knew that it would take off. And it blew up the charts, right? This song has taken over. And so when we're doing this series on verses, on worship songs that we're familiar with and wanting to look at the scriptural background behind them, it was very evident that one of the songs we had to do was the blessing. The song begins uh, with the, the passage, which we will read in a bit. It says, The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. We're going to look a little bit about the background of what a blessing is, about the background of this particular blessing, and, and then look at the, the earlier story of where this blessing came from, and it's going to be, I, I don't know, when I got into it, I was just like blown away. Like I said, this is a, a verse that's been meaningful to my family, and I never knew all this amazing stuff about it. 
Blessings in the Bible are significant. They are spoken by someone in authority uh, over a group. And so, for example, or over a person. And so Aaron was in authority and he spoke it over the Israelites. A father would speak it over his family. A, a mother would speak it over her family. And so a blessing was this idea of, of speaking out loud this desire for God's goodness, for desi- desire for God's hand to be upon people. A blessing throughout the Bible was significant, and it was one that was irretractable. Once you spoke it, it could not change. You guys know the story uh, with Jacob and Esau, and Jacob tricks his father into giving him the blessing, the family blessing, instead of Esau. And once that came out of his father's mouth to bless Jacob, it couldn't be undone. This blessing is significant. That it's not just something that was flippant that people would share, but it was something that once said, it's permanent. And so it's this desire for for God's hand to be on someone and to speak this. And this idea of this blessing is is seen throughout the scripture. It's often a way that people people in authority, fathers, leaders, would bless the others. It's a way that oftentimes they would end a conversation or end when they are leaving, they would leave with a blessing. That we'll see that at the end of Moses' life. We see that at the end of Jesus' life, that they give a blessing. And so this blessing, this idea of blessing is significant. I got some scriptures just to look at what does a blessing look like? What, is, what does it do? What, is it, what comes with it? Uh, from Psalms we see, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him, uh, surround him as with a shield. That's this idea that the Lord will come and protect that will come in love, that will come in hold. Save your people, verse 20, chapter 28, verse 9 of Psalms. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Shepherd them also and bear them up forever. It's this idea that this is a continual relationship. That this continual blessing is not just for this moment, for this day. It's to, it's to continue on. And so there, this idea of a blessing is very significant. It's something that you would share and speak, that you're bringing on God's presence and his favor. The opposite of a blessing is a curse. We see in the Bible many curses, and, and the, the idea of a curse is to bring, uh, to, to bring t- uh, detriment from God onto someone. And so we'll dive into that just a little bit later on, but, but you have this idea of curses and blessings. And I don't know about you, but so often in our culture, we're quick to see the negative. And we might be more inclined to say, you know, there's a curse on us. But are we willing to say there's a blessing on us? That God has bestowed this blessing, that we are his sons and daughters, that we are part of this royal family, and that there is a blessing that we are about to look at the joy of what this blessing means. In... uh, in, the, in Deuteronomy chapter 11, the Lord's blessing rests on those who are faithful to him. It says, see, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commands of the Lord your God, that I am giving you today. God shares that, that he's given a blessing and a curse in those that are faithful, those that follow him, those that love him, those that believe in him will receive this blessing few effects of a blessing is one is righteousness. We see in the Bible, Psalms 24, it says he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God of his salvation. That when we receive this blessing, it also comes with righteousness, of which it talks about salvation. 
uh, we, we receive life. Psalm 133 says it is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. There's so many verses. This is Old Testament. But think about what we know about these blessings. Life forevermore. In eternity in heaven with the Lord, with Jesus. Through blessings we receive salvation. Psalm 3 says, from the Lord comes deliverance or salvation. Another translation. May your blessings be on your people. And blessings bring forgiveness. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. All things we need. We need this forgiveness. We need salvation. We need eternal life. And we get that through Jesus Christ. And what else do we get through Jesus Christ? One more attribute of a blessing. We get peace. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. A blessing was a significant thing in the culture of God's people. That for a father to bless his children, to, to give the inheritance to, to bless others, for a leader to bless the town, to the, for the priest to bless the nation, there's significance in these words. And so we look at this passage, right? This passage that that song is based on, this passage that I've been speaking over my family for just 13 years and, the, and Aaron was doing thousands of years ago. It's this priestly blessing. In the book of Numbers, we find it. Chapter 6, verse 22 through 27. Uh, leading up to this, God has given uh, a great list of instructions for the people on how to behave, what to do, how to act. And then he concludes with this blessing. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. We're going to come back to that passage several times, probably more times than, than I have up in the screen if they're going through. We're going to be coming back to this. So if you have a Bible, flip it open to number 6 so, and 22 so we can come back to this section. I want to make it clear that this was a, a blessing that Aaron and his sons, because they were the priests, laid out on the Israelites. But this is not a blessing of Aaron. This is a blessing of God. This is God's words to the people. This is God's blessing to the, to the nation of Israel, to the people of God, that this is his blessing to them. We know this blessing is significant, that it takes off, and that Aaron speaks this over the people twice a day, every day, as the people are wandering in the desert for this many years. We know that this is a significant uh, blessing because we've seen it archaeologically. We, they've come across many different items and things that have found this blessing written on it, dating back all the way to David's time. There is, uh, in, a, in a cave, uh, a, a tomb cave, this blessing was written on the wall that dates back to the 6th century B.C. That there, it was a pot that they found this blessing. It says, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. This Hebrew inscription is on various things. They came across two silver amulets not too long ago that dates to the late 7th century. 
And these amulets have on there this blessing. And these amulets were meant to be worn, to, to meant to be a, a source of protection. And so it was this idea that God would be the one protecting. God would be the one blessing. And so this, this passage was a significant one to the Hebrew people. One that they would write out, one that they would carry and hold upon, on themselves in jewelry and so forth. It's still spoken today. In a traditional synagogue, if we were to go over to Israel, the, this passage is spoken and spoken by a person called the Kohaman. And the Kohaman would speak this, and during the service they would refer to the Kohaman, the leader of the service would refer to the Kohaman to speak. And that person would then put a veil over their head, and they would hold their fingers. I just found out about this. They would hold their fingers in a special way that Leonard Nimoy, who was a Jew, learned and did uh, for Star Trek, right? So that's where that came from for Star Trek. And so it's a special priestly way to hold your hands. Who knew? Star Trek is a point back to God. Um, so they would hold their hands over their face, and then they would recite this verse. The people in the service are instructed not to look at them, and so they would turn their backs to that person, or they would cover themselves with a veil. Is this significant of a passage? And I share all this just to be able to see the background of this passage, to see the importance of this throughout time, to then comes to today, to you and me. As we sing this song... What does this mean? To fully grasp this passage, like I said, I didn't realize all this until I dove into this. You have to go back a few chapters. This is found in Numbers chapter 6. But if we go back to Numbers 32, you have Moses up on the mountain meeting with God. You guys are familiar with this story. Moses, uh, God has brought the people out of Egypt. Pharaoh uh, and the Egyptians were using them as slaves, were beating them, killing them, making them work to, to their death. And he frees them. And as they free, God tells them to be able to grab all the gold from the Egyptians. And, and the Egyptians sent them with everything just to flee, just to get out of there. And so they were able to take all that with them. And they flee, and they go through the Red Sea. God parts the Red Sea, and, and they are safe, and they are secure. And so here we have Moses is leading them, and Moses goes up on the mountain to meet God, and he leaves the people. And so while he's up there, he spends time with God. An extensive time, 40 days, and he's interacting with God and, and in his presence. And while he's doing this, while he's face-to-face with the God of all creation, the people that this God just saved become restless. They begin to, to look to their own ways. They think that Moses must have died, eaten by an animal. Something happened to him. He's not coming back. They assume that they've been abandoned by Moses. They've been abandoned by God, and they need to find, figure out their own ways. And so they take all this gold that they had gathered, all this gold that they had plundered, and they <clears throat> melt it down and create an idol, a golden calf. And they begin to worship that. And so as Moses and God are up on the mountain, God tells him, you better head back to your people. They've gone astray. And as Moses is getting closer, he hears the noise. And he says, this isn't good. And he comes upon the people worshiping and people praising this golden calf. And he's so angry, he throws down the Ten Commandments, the tablets that God has just written. And he cries out to them, what are you doing? They've turned their back on the one that just saved them. Such a short memory, right? And I look at them and I criticize them and I think, oh, what fools. They just were freed by the Egyptians. And how many times do I do the same? That God blesses me, that I see God's hand in my life, and then I go and, oh, God, where are you on this? 
and this is what they're doing. And so they've gone and turned away, and Moses cries out to them and says, what are you doing? There's a one true God. This calf is not the true God. And so God speaks to Moses, and, and God's angry. And, and he tells the people, he says, you guys do what you want. Uh, he actually tells Moses, I'm going to wipe them out. And Moses says, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. And he's like, all right, but you guys do what you want. You go take those lands, but I'm not going with you. I'm not going to be with you. I'm not going to have any part of you. You're on your own. And so then we pick up on this story in Exodus 33. Moses is now meeting with God again. God's anger has calmed down. And he's come back with Moses. And Moses is talking to him about God leading his people. It says, verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, You've been telling me, lead these people but you've not let me know to whom you will sin with me. You have said, I know you by, your, by, by name, and you have found favor with me. Moses says, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember, this, is, this nation is your people. He says, God, you've been telling me to lead them, but, but I don't know how to do that. This is your nation, not mine. This is your people, not mine. And God, who has told them already, Take care of it yourself. I'm out. He says in verse 14, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. They don't deserve it. They've, they're the ones that turn their back on it. God was faithful all along and the people were not. They, in the midst of their stupidity and sin, God, God tells them, my presence is going to go with you. I'll keep you. In Hebrew, the, if, you, if you can't hear back to the song, hear back to Aaron's blessing yet. This is a few months before Aaron's blessing comes out. But we're already seeing bits of it. Because in Hebrew, the word presence is the same word as the word face. My presence will go with you. My face will be upon you. And I will give you rest. I will give you peace. It says, verse 15, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me from your people and from all the other people on the face of this earth? Moses is crying out, hey, don't say that you're going to go with us if you're not. We want you there. Don't just say it, but, but do it. We want to see you do it. And, and the Lord said to Moses, I will do everything you have asked because I am pleased with you. And I know you by name. These people that are sinners, these people that turn their backs on him, he's still going to go with them. He still loves them. He still sees them, and he's pleased with them. Because he loves them, because they are his children. Sound familiar? Sound what Jesus has done for us, what God has done for us through Jesus? that we're sinners, that we've made mistakes, that we've turned our back on God at times, and yet he's still going to go with us. He's still sending the Holy Spirit upon us. He still loves us. So now, just a couple months later, jump up to Numbers chapter 6. It's been a few months, and, and God has been with the people, and God is there meeting with, with the people, and, and he's given all these instructions, and he tells, and we look at this again, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. 
Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And so they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. This is what they were longing for. He had said, I'm not going to go with you. You're on your own. You made a mistake. And yet God still comes to them and walks with them and keeps them and brings them peace and turns his face upon them and puts his presence on them and holds them and turns his face towards them and loves them. And then this last part, so they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. His name are on all the people. And that's significant because imagine the spiritual realm, that there are demons and Satan and angels and God, and in the spiritual realm that they can look down and see those people and know that those are God's. And the same thing is true in the spiritual realm as they look down at you and me and our name is upon, and God's name is upon us as we've accepted Jesus as our Savior, as we have received salvation. That our, his name is upon us and I will bless them. This blessing. This idea of a blessing in the Old Testament was to, to give over the people. And God has done the same thing for the people of Israel and thousands of years later to you and me. Book of Ephesians. It says, praise be, chapter 1, verse 3, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Every spiritual blessing that was foretold in the Old Testament has now come upon us and fulfilled through Jesus Christ. And so this blessing that Aaron has over the people, over the people of Israel, this same blessing spoken thousands of years ago is fulfilled on us through Jesus Christ. Because of Jesus Christ, he will bless us and keep us. Through Jesus Christ, he'll make his face shine on us. And through Jesus, the Lord, he will give us peace. And through Jesus, we have the name of God written on us. And we will receive his blessing. What an amazing thought, right? This beautiful, this beautiful prayer that was spoken by Aaron over the people twice a day. It's spoken over you and me. That in the heavenly realms, God is saying, you are my people. And I will keep you. And I will protect you. I will make my face, my presence shine on you. I will lift up my countenance on you and give you peace. That the Holy Spirit will come upon us. That we will be in his presence and it will be not just around us, but in us. When we accept Jesus as our Savior. Because remember, we talked about there's blessings and there's curses. And those curses are very real as well. And those curses were fulfilled by Jesus Christ too. Galatians 3, 13 through 14 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole as Jesus was on that cross. 
He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the, Galatian, to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Through faith we receive the Holy Spirit in us because Jesus on the cross took that curse. On the cross took the curse of sin and of death and everything that is destined us for hell. Jesus took that upon himself. And because of that, we receive this blessing. What an amazing thing. The whole story of the Bible is this overarching story of redemption. And we see that through the, even these blessings and these curses that Jesus fulfilled for you and me. When Moses came down from the mountain, when he, whenever he would meet with God, he would put a veil over his face, so it says, because his face was radiant. Verse 30, chapter 34 of Exodus, verse 29, says, When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets and the covenant laws in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. We'll see that as he meets with God, he'll, his face will shine. His, the faith, being in God's presence shines through who he is. And he puts a veil over his face. And the reason he does that is because not just because he's shining, but because that shining eventually fades. And he does, as he's further and further from this time with God, as he's further and further walking alone, it fades. And so the Bible says that he took this veil and he put it on so the people wouldn't see this fading of the presence of the Lord. But we have this promise. In 2 Corinthians 3, it says, Therefore, since we have such hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who had put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of, of what was passing away, to see that the shining was fading. But their minds were made dull, for to, to this day the same veil remains when the Old Covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, Moses has read, a veil covers their hearts. They are missing out. They think that this idea of this presence with God is something that can fade away. But we see in, further on in Corinthians, verse 16 says, But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces unveiled faces. We no longer need to, to hide that it's going away because it's not. The Spirit is with us. As you've accepted Jesus Christ, the Spirit is with you and in you and all around you. As we come here and gather, the Spirit is here. As you're alone uh, driving to work or going about your day, the Spirit is with you and in you. This does not fade. The Spirit continues to be with us. And it says, uh, and we all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit, transformed to reflect his image, this presence. Remember the Hebrew word for presence is also face, that they were in God's presence, that we are in his presence, that we would reflect God's face. And so this idea of this blessing is on us. This blessing from long ago has been fulfilled through Jesus Christ. And through Jesus, all those Old Testament blessings are upon us. And so, as I shared, sometimes a blessing is shared when someone is about to leave 
leave their group. And this very same thing happened with Jesus. He's died and rose again, and he spent some time with the disciples, teaching them the things of the Old Testament, teaching, I'm sure, how these blessings have been fulfilled. And on his final moment, it says in chapter 24 of Luke, right before he's about to ascend into heaven, it says that the scripture records that he lifted his hands and blessed them. This is significant because the high priestly blessing is also called the lifting of hands. Jesus' last words to his disciples before he leaves, his words to you and me are, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on you and I, and I will bless them. You'll stand with me and and pray. God, we thank you for this blessing. We thank you that we have been, that we are being held by you. We thank you that you bless us and keep us. God, I pray and ask that you continue to fulfill this blessing and shine your face on us. Put your presence all around us. Remind us that the Spirit is in us and alive and active. God, we pray that you be gracious to us, that you turn your face towards us. Lord, that you give us peace forever and ever. Amen.